Good morning, GML. It is your boy, is Nefarious here, and I ain't here for the breakfast show. We got the breakfast crew in the building. We got Deloitte in the building. Deloitte, say hello to the people. Yo, what's going on, PML fans? Boy, Deloitte, we are back. Another episode. It is pre-advanced day. So, you know, make sure you get your games in. Like, crazy. We also have... Wow. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we also have... We Not also have HD in the building. HD, say hello. Hello. We also have a web dog from Wimtown in the building. Web dog, say hello. Hello. We also have HD little cook cook in the building. Little cook cook, say hello. What? <laughs> I don't know. Little cook cook, you say hello, cook cook. Um, I I can't quite, you know, get down with no. that. You're not signing on that? No. Nah. Uh, all right. Well, we are here for the breakfast show. And we did the PR yesterday. Today, we're going to talk about some of the games that were played. Um, just going over the PR from yesterday with me, uh, because I know you weren't here. And I don't know if you took a look, but let me read off the list for you so you have a reference point. Does that sound good? Yeah, I mean, so- I've seen the list. So I, I know oh, yeah, is. yeah, that's right. You did see the list. All right, then we don't have to go. Actually, we'll go over it just for anybody that didn't listen to yesterday's episode. We'll just go over the list. Uh, Denver Broncos at one. Philadelphia Eagles at two. Dallas Cowboys at three. Buffalo Bills at four. Detroit Lions at five. Kansas City Chiefs at six, Tennessee Titans at seven, Las Vegas Raiders at eight, Washington Commanders at nine, Jacksonville Jaguars at ten. I'm just giving you the top ten. If you want to listen to the full list or get the full list, listen to yesterday's episode. We are here. We are going to talk about the game from yesterday. Uh, and there was a shop episode yesterday. I haven't listened to that. That was probably a good one. I haven't listened to that, though. Uh, but for the games yesterday... Hold on one second while I pull up the schedule. So for the game yesterday, we had the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. The final score of that game was 42 to 29. And Cook Cook was yo shit. So you go ahead and talk about it. Um, yeah, you got to chill with the Cook Cook shit, man. I'm not going <laughs> to All right. All right. Sorry. Right. Stuck in the head. Cookie. Cookie man. Um, all right. Go ahead. Oh, wow. All right. But uh, this game was actually a game that uh, the Panthers were in position to win. Like, I had a, a pretty good chance to get a pretty good lead early on in the game. Like, JT, I, I want to say he was up by seven or ten with ball. He might have been up by ten with ball in scoring range, and then threw a pick six. Like early on, he was just like running the ball down my throat and. I kind of just slept walked into the game. I, I was just super tired. I should have taken a nap instead of playing. I was like, ah, we'll play. And uh, that ended up being a bad decision early on. And uh, Harold Joyner and uh, Christian McCaffrey were doing their thing. But uh, William Jackson got a pick six to uh, cut the deficit. And from there, we slowly worked on getting ourselves back into the game. Uh, I accidentally hit the wrong button and threw a pick six. And, you know, or not a pick six, a pick that um, when I got up by three at halftime. And it just seemed like from there that, like, every time I had a chance to put the game away, I didn't. I missed the field goal. I missed the PAT. I gave up, like, a 40-yard QB wrap to Spencer Sanders. So it was always still a close game. But at the end, it was actually our rushing game that helped us pull away and get the win, which was surprising because uh, that's uh, something I've been trying to work on. That I've actually worked too well the past couple of weeks, but I really uh, came through. Joe Mixon had, like, 150 yards rushing. So – uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely a good game by Carolina Panthers, man. Uh, it was just the interceptions killed him. He threw two pick sixes in that game, and that was like ultimately the difference at the end of the day. Is that, um, I mean, I had I had two interceptions myself, but he had two pick sixes, and that that stood out. Well, I didn't see that game. I felt like did you guys play like in the middle of the day? Yeah, it was like two or three o'clock Eastern. Okay, yeah. I didn't see the game, but um. I mean, 
the results pretty much what we expected the result to be at the end of the day. Damn. That's fucked up. Yo, you're saying that the Carolina Panthers aren't a top-tier team? Is that what you're trying Uh, to say? No, I'm saying they were the underdog coming into this game. I disagree. I disagree. I think they were overdog. Who did y'all pick to win? You know what? I think they were up, dog. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I they actually, were up, dog, bro. I, I actually don't I don't remember if I picked JT or not. Uh, well, yeah, I can't rec- recollect what Death I picked. In this oh, yeah, Texas. Remember, Texas. I had JT number two on my power rankings list. Oh, well, your power rankings list is not void now, is it? It's, it's null and void now. Listen, I'll uh, tell you what. Speaking of who did I pick... I know damn well I missed a lot of games this week. I don't know who I oh, picked yeah. for my pick. I missed so many. I missed a lot. So, yeah, so uh, a week. this is a bad week for me. Speaking <laughs> about swinging and missing, we had the Baltimore Ravens going into Cleveland, or Oof. Cleveland going into Baltimore. And, uh, yeah, HD, take it away. Talk about your game. Where's um. Well, I won 49. Oh, by the way, he was in chat, by the way, and I had to yell at him. Well, one, you didn't yell at me. Cook can attest to that. Two, um, this game was a lot farther apart than it looks, um, which Cook can comment on because I know he was watching it. Um, but th- this game was an absolute blowout. Um, I Once I got up, I think I was up four scores. Um, I had a tandem for Greedy I was going for, so I became more aggressive and trying to bait him. And um, obviously, he took advantage of that. So um, I was up, I was up enough to be able to do that. Um, but I, overall, it was it was a it was a bad game by Jack. I don't know, I don't know what he was doing. Whatever he benched Lamar um, in the first, brought him back at the and like halfway through the third. Um, Lamar was right. in the first quarter. Yeah, so his yeah. First, he was zero for five and had three picks on his first three drives. So, um, and those were those were his just those were his throws, not Lamar. Um, Lamar, he he just threw dumb passes. Um, but I I got a tandem for Jackson Smith and Jigba that um I got I hit all my coach goals. Um, so yeah, we're just focused on going back to uh, Cincinnati next week. Yeah, this game was very weird to watch because um, Jack benched Lamar in the first quarter, and it was like it was like twenty one zero. It was it was very polar esque. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Maybe maybe I don't I don't know if he pulled him out because of um the interception rule that he loses his abilities if you throw a certain amount of picks. Um, or yeah, if he no, actually I, truly thought Lamar was playing bad, um, yeah, I'm going to his stats right now. Right? He's only got he only has nine picks with Lamar. Yeah, yeah. So after, have, so I don't know. Maybe, well, so he already had three, and maybe if he, he felt like he kept playing, he he threw another one with Tomlin. Um, so you know he yeah, would so, have ten. So I don't I don't know if he was just upset with Lamar and his accuracy, thinking it was his accuracy, even though it was Jack's decision making. Or if he is thinking about the 35 interception rule. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I feel like if you are worried about that rule, it, it shouldn't come to your mind in a divisional game when you're already 0-4 to start the season. Like, that's the game that you need no matter what. And, like, you need Lamar Jackson even if he throws three picks early on. So, like, you know, in essence, bringing in a 62 overall quarterback instead of, you know, probably the best quarterback in the game in Lamar Jackson, probably not a good idea. Now, for Jack, whatever reason, these uh, these tactics always work for him, where it helps him get back. I don't know what it is. It resets his mind, whatever. He tells someone to chew clock in the first quarter when he goes down big, or brings in his backup. But it, he seems to rally off him. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really Tom, it was Lamar that really got the comeback going. But, yeah, Tom, I don't, I don't Tom know. did play well, though. He When he brought him in, he started off hot, and then it went downhill. And then he brought Lamar back in. Um, maybe it was just a mind reset thing. But I just, it was it was definitely weird. Um, I'm curious how the game would have looked if he left Lamar in all game. But I'll take I'll take the W and keep moving. He did have a a dev game for Bateman, so maybe that that could be his blame as well. But he also did not get that, so he lost and didn't get the dev. 
Yeah, and but the thing is, he actually did come very close to winning at the end, or not winning, he got, uh, come close to finishing OT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he could have. He would have had a chance to win. He would have had a chance to win if he did score that touchdown. But I blocked that extra point, so that's why I knew I can bend but not break. Um, and if he scored, I'm not mad at it because the the worst he can do is tie the game. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm confident in overtime against Jack. Yeah, he had the ball with like five seconds left in the 15 yard line. He took off with Lamar, and Lamar almost you know made it happen. He almost broke off a tackle, got away from like three rounds, ended up one yard short. Yeah, if he uh maybe if he had jukebox, he'd have juked that last defender. But oh shit! No well, now the the Browns move to three and two, and the the Baltimore Ravens actually fall to zero and five, uh, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, moving and, on and though, we had well, who does, uh, who does oh, yeah. Jack have next week? I think he has me. Um, just really, let me check real quick. Just real quick. Just real quick. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big yes. game for the Browns, though. So, if Neff wins next week, um, oh no, it doesn't matter because uh, the Colts won, and we'll go to that. But uh, we almost got Codes versus Jack at zero six week seven. Yeah. But, uh, but T yeah, Bandit shout, ran that. Shout out to the Browns two games in a row against divisional opponents. Definitely need that yeah, in that Browns, battle. Yeah. yeah, and we got yeah, we got the yeah, we yep. got the Bengals next week too. So back back on the road in the division, and then got to play T Bandit in in Ant Dog Week Eight. So um, moving on, though, we had the Patriots beating the uh, New York Giants. The final score was nineteen to sixteen. Um, very interesting. Uh, what's interesting about this is it looks like the defense is uh, possibly carrying the load over there in New England. Um, I know uh, he just beat Z. And uh, say what you will about Z and the way he's performing early on. You know, he's a formidable opponent. Yeah. Uh, played played really well defensively in that game. And now he follows it up with another great defensive game. Um, did anybody watch this? No, no but looking at the stats, uh, he, he got Barkley going. 20 rushes for 170 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. Um Oh, this is the Giants. You said Jets. Nah, no, oh, sorry, Giants, Giants. I, I, I was confused. I was like, damn, the, the, the top receiver. The top receiver is uh, his running back for New England, so he's dumping it off a lot. Um, what's his name? His name is Kenny. Um, Kenny. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, first of all, is not on Kias. Um, Burn. Byrne just keeps blaming his quarterbacks for their passing, and it, it's kind of it's kind of just annoying at this point. Byrne Byrne has Burns a shitty passer every cycle, and finds a way to blame his quarterback. And it's just he came in a chat and said something about Stroud can't play in the rain. Motherfucker, shut up! It does not affect it. You just suck. You can't Maybe throw. You just be yeah. first, and you're messing up his immersion. No, shut the fuck up, Deloyd. No, um, like just just run the ball. You had twenty rushes. You averaged eight yards a carry for Saquon. There's no reason that ball should not be in his hand. He scored twice in the third quarter, which brought him back. Um, he actually uh took the lead. It was thirteen to nine. It looks like, and then Greeny went on and scored ten points in the fourth to to Burns three. So I'm gonna assume he probably went down at some point and he tried to throw his way back into it, and and that's what happened. Yeah, so looking at the box score, it looks like he actually Ben Stroud at some point for Daniel Jones. And Danny Dines might have helped make that comeback, but he yeah, only, I'm a, he only threw the ball 13 total times. Um oh wait, is that completions? Oh sorry. Yeah, that's okay, my bad. That's completions. <laughs> I was like, he only threw the ball 13 times and had four picks. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, I, I think to an extent you're right about like, you know. Burn has been blaming his quarterbacks a lot, and it's just been, you know, once again, the victim mentality where it's like, you know, you're not putting it on you. You're putting it on, you know, Stroud and Jones and Slovis. You got three of these quarterbacks, and, you know, at some point, like, you know, you got to make it work. You can't play, like, you got yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, at some point, like, you put yourself in this spot to get these quarterbacks. Make it work with one of them, or else, you know, no one, no one's here for the excuses. And, you know, in a rain game especially, you you know a rookie quarterback's not going to play well in the rain. So you have to do your best to protect him in those situations. Oh, I know Which, that uh, first game. Yeah, we'll figure out with Neff eventually what young quarterbacks do in the rain. But, I mean, for Greeny, three wins now in the seasons. 
uh, after losing his first two against, you know, the, the Super Bowl contenders in last season, he's bounced back nicely with those Patriots and uh, is sucking. a low-key wildcard contender in that uh, conference now. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good win for, for Greeny. It's nice to see him that he's, he's performing pretty well with his, uh, his first season back. I, think, um, I don't know if it's a hot take. I think it, Greeny having a bad roster – it's actually better for him than it was like the Chiefs because you're not getting out of character. No, I mean you know what I'm saying. Like you can kind of play your you know ball control game. Yeah, where you you're not airing that bitch out. Yeah, like you're yeah. not just doing wild stuff. So like in a weird way, uh, I think it benefits him. <laughs> yeah, because he was just running on Lindsay before, anyways, when he had the Chiefs. So now he uh, now he gets a faster and younger running back to run the ball with with the Patriots with a better offensive line. Yeah, he he didn't have 100 yards, but he still averaged six, six yards a carry. He didn't have any yeah. touchdowns though. Um, but I mean, even though you got an ability abilityless a rod, you I'm still slinging the fucking rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had 300 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. Just um, limit just limit your turnovers, and you'll. I think I think Green will be all right. Yeah. He's fine. Oh. Oh. What's the next no, game? No. Okay, right. so the next game the next is game. the oh, Falcons. I got you. It's the Falcons and the Saints. Falcons win 31-17. to Cammy was my knockout pick because I thought he was going to get this, but um, Spencer Rattler, 371 yards, zero touchdowns, three picks. Matt Corral, different story. 300 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Brees Hall had a decent game, 21 for 80 and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 15 for 82 touchdowns. Um, Jawan Johnson at tight end, six catches, 180 yards. Um, Kamara right behind him, 10 for 90. Hayden Hurst, this is what we saw, uh, or this is what we've been asking for, technically. Hayden Hurst, seven for 108 and a touchdown. So taking that, that Kyle Pitts role. Um, any more box score? What? <laughs> Want to go over? <laughs> oh, there you go. Just there's your highlights. Y'all can speak on it. I didn't watch the game. I watched some of it. Um, Cam, Cammy almost came back, but he ended up blowing it in the end. So does this? Uh, hey, D-Light, I'm gonna ask you, you specifically because I was in the boat. Does this uh put a stop to the hype train? Now nah, we still on the hype train. Cammy Super Bowl just a you know minor setback. It'll minor setback. Like, minor setback. He just said another right. story. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was well, just making this, sure. I, I, would, <laughs> I would say it's the wrong game to do that, considering it's <laughs> Atlanta, who's, you know, same division, bottom of the division. I just, Without yeah, their biggest weapon. This is a uh, must-win game for Cammy, and he, he kind of blew it. <laughs> yeah, that's a chance to get early separation in those standings, which is huge. He missed it. It was a chance to sweep that, I believe, since they played week one or week two. He missed that opportunity. And... You know, Tampa Bay, they, even though they uh, they lost, they're still right there. Uh, Atlanta snuck their way back in after starting 0-3, I believe. And Carolina still only two games out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to say I'm not on the hype train right now. I, I picked <laughs> Maui to win the division from the start, and uh, my gut says that Maui still pulls it out. I'm Cammy. Saying, I picked Maui to win the division. I mean, I, I picked JT to win the division, then I hopped on the Maui hype train, and none of it's working out for me right now. The way that division's sitting right now, you got the Saints at 3-2, and two, um, Mally at 2-3, and three, Atlanta is now 2-3, so, and three, and then Carolina's at 1. He could have put it, the Falcons at 1-4. He's sitting at 4-1, and one, looking pretty with two games over Mally. Now he's got uh, two no, divisional no. losses. They, they, he's got, they split. They split. Now, 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 yeah, now, I mean, now record, I say, I was meaning like overall record. He's he's sitting higher than Mally. He he has two and two. He's already knocked out four division games. I think he's already played that twice. Are you talking about Kaylee? Yeah, yeah that's I didn't. Wild. Yeah, I feel like yeah, four, he, four games in what five weeks? Yeah, that's what I was talking so, about. Um, yeah, he he beat played, so yeah. he beat the Falcons. He beat the Panthers. Um, lost to the Bucks and lost to the Falcons. Back to back yeah. divisional losses. Wow. Yeah, Cammy yeah. had a super light schedule to start off and was a really good chance to capitalize. He still has oh. a three and two record out of it, but it's, yeah, it could have yeah. been better. Yeah, he said he had it a been five record. Out. So he's gonna he's gonna play Bacon, which is a winnable game. 
He goes to the bye. He comes out and he plays the Texans, the Bucks, which he lost to, the Patriots, the Titans, the Giants, the Packers, Colts, Vikings is winnable, Panthers winnable, and then he plays the Jaguars and Lions. So we're sitting at what's he at? Three wins right now. Let's give him the winnable games. Okay, that's that's four, five, six. He might get. He's getting no more than seven wins this season. So those those games, that those that Mally, that Mally loss and that vet loss is not good. That that oh. hurts you because you know this division's gonna end. This division winner is gonna be under five hundred. So those divisional so, wins mean the most. So speaking about divisional wins, we had a divisional opponent going up against the Cowboys uh, also this week, and a very uh, you know you could possibly hop on the hype train for Mally. Yeah, he played a very, very good game, very solid game against uh, the Dallas Cowboys in their offense. Um, I know there was some talk about it in chat. I didn't get to watch this, but Cook, it seemed like you you were able to watch this because I know you mentioned something about his defense playing really well. We mean, I, we mean I actually did a red zone. Oh, y'all did, did a red zone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, game, this game has three starts. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they kept yeah. these things. No, yep. they, 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 uh, Maui's game crashed once in the third uh, quarter. Well, I mean, so just quick before, uh, so you know, Cook could go on just real quick. You know, this remember yesterday during the power, power ranking, I was talking about, you know, CEO and the way he, he handles the ball. He had five, five turnovers, he had five picks yesterday, two, two touchdowns, yeah. five picks, and the, it yeah, and exactly what I was saying. And on top of that, the first time they played before the game disconnected in the third quarter. It was like a four-point game, and both teams were playing really bad on offense. They hadn't scored an offensive touchdown. I think it was only pick sixes. And yeah, CEO had thrown like three picks already with Prescott. That would have, uh, have been CEO's second game. That's how he, uh, that's how he beat Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they, they had to play a second game, and it, it played out just like the first one. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty much the exact same, like – the offenses kind of came out hot at first, and we were like, oh, shit, we might actually, you know, do a little bit of an offensive game. And then we just Pick started four. seeing picks everywhere. You know, the CEOs, like Micah Parsons would make a ridiculous play, and then uh, Winfield White would the make Bucks. one. Yeah, and they, I, I don't know, bro. It was it was ridiculous. Leighton Vander Esch had a – had a pick six in the first game, but not in the second ben, one. Like, um, it, it was wild. Jalen Smith is just getting robbed of defensive touchdowns <laughs> this season. I will say that. Uh, yeah, it's quite and, a shame. And I, I think the one thing that stuck out on Maui's side that looked really good was the defense of the Bucks, and particularly his rushing defense, where he did not let Ezekiel Elliott get those cheap yards all game. Like that front of the Bucks really did their job of Vita Vea and Devin White and Van Der Esch and all that. So it seemed like, you know, you force CEO into more passing situations than, you know, CEO is usually comfortable with. And like not just passing, but passing on like second and third and long. And um, CEO did not play well under that kind of pressure. And he made, and even then, he still made some just un, like uncharacteristic mistakes where you were just throwing the coverage and just like, you know, what are you doing, man? Like you expect those throws from Mally now from. CEO, but then Mally answered back and threw those picks himself, and that's ultimately you know what cost him because Mally played the defense to win, he didn't play the offense to win. And uh, once again, that's a situation where the quarterback's holding him back. Yeah, and and I think we kind of talked about it. It's kind of the same thing with like someone like Byrne, where it's like you you know it was the same thing with me last season. You know, you have all these you know quarterbacks between. Bo Nix and Jalen Hurts and, you know, it, you kind of – Proud and Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, Slovis, you, you just don't know. Like, it's just there's too much. Like, you almost need to, you know, start fresh and just, you know, focus on one guy. And that's that's kind of what we did. Yeah. And just, like, looking at, like, the box, right? I didn't realize how stacked their offense was. They have O.J. Howard, superstar. God wouldn't play this first game of the season. He's a superstar. Uh, Amari Cooper's a superstar. Scotty Miller and Madden's a solid receiver just based on, you know, having some wheels to him. He has two good running backs. His offensive line's a little banged up, but he still has, like, you know, a couple of good players on that front. It's the quarterback that's the issue, but it's the biggest yeah. issue on the team. So it's just, yeah. like, 
you get all those weapons, but if you don't have a quarterback, it's for what? So this is uh this is one of the bigger reasons that I push for lower XP now. Now you you gotta live with the the decisions you make team building wise. Like before, you could get a rookie QB, build him up in a season or two, and he's making all the throws. This also has to do with AR and the fact that send him the throw power camp. Yeah, send him the throw power camp, build build him up. He's got ninety four throw power. He's got ninety accuracy across the board. Then you're all set. It's like ninety accuracy is top tier. Now that everything's at 85, 85 is a little different. And then your throw power is what your throw power is. You can't you can't go up. You gotta actually scout for somebody with high throw power. You can't just take a flyer on somebody that might have better yeah. accuracy ratings. Like quick question. Quick question. Yeah. Um, did Godwin was suspended four games, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the guy that got suspended for the uh, Mike Evans suspension. Yeah. So I'm curious. I was curious because he he so he played week one. He had two catches yep. week one. Yeah, and he, and he played week five. Yeah, that's because he he so, played Amari. He sat Amari Cooper week one instead yeah. of Godwin because he thought it was. And that's, so that's, are they count? Uh, Deloitte, does that count as one game for him? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, because like, yeah, I, I was just curious. So because yeah. so so that that brings me to my point. This game, you know, he so this game his his wide receiver room is Godwin, Cooper. Miller, Miller and OJ Howard. So let's look back at this trade first of all. He trades Mike Evans, who's you know getting 13 catches in, in Pittsburgh this year. Mark Cooper's only got five. I don't know if that's because yeah. he's focusing on Scotty Miller, who's got 12, and, and Jones has OJ. 10. And I was, you know, OJ OJ has 30, but like I don't you traded you traded Mike Evans for a guy with abilities in Amari Cooper, and he's got five catches, seventy yards, and no touchdowns through four games. I just I I don't. What else? What else did he get out of that? Enough. Fairmuth, he's got six uh, catches, eighty yards, one touchdown. Yeah. and I got it, Albert O and Mike Evans. Yeah, so and, it looks like just I don't know if it's just the way uh, you know Melly's playing or moving the ball, or whatever, but. You know the big the big winner looks like Neff right now in this trade, but I I haven't watched really many, any of Mally's games. But right now he's sitting at eleven touchdowns, twenty four total picks. That's that's combined between both quarterbacks. Yeah, to be honest, just like you know, whenever I see Mally playing the red zone and stuff, it's he just throws OJ Howard a lot. Yeah, he's got yeah. His, both the QBs are under fifty percent completion. Jalen Hurts, who he traded for, he he's fifty five percent, uh, four hundred yards, three touchdowns, ten picks. So it's like a lot that trade looks like a dud. His trade with Tom Brady, that was a dud. His trade for Amari Cooper, that's a dud. And what like he has yet to have a successful trade, but his team is so good. Yeah. It's it's baffling. He's got an eight eight overall. I think he's got the best team in PML right now. Yeah, and he's I, the best is team. it no cookie mentioned red zone. Is it just decision making, team team decisions? Is it how they're you know, are the quarterbacks truly playing this bad, or is it a mixture of Mally and 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 just you know bad decisions? I think it's just a mixture of uh, Mally with the quarterback and the bad decisions. Because sometimes Bo Nix is just not—he's a sixty-seven overall or something like that—and his accuracies are just not there. Like he's yeah. throw, I think when put in chat, it's like a sixty or not, it's like a seventy-three. So sometimes Bo Nix just doesn't put it on the money. Like he had to throw it to Amari Cooper that got picked off. That might have been a touchdown if he got hit in stride. But Bo Nix kind of uh, didn't get enough air on that ball. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just a situation where with that with that team, you know, going in that you're only getting Tom for so many years, regardless of whether you trade him beforehand or not. So you have to you know go into the CFM knowing that you have that contingency plan, and um, Bo Nix just can't be it. Yeah, no, I don't think Bo Nix is the answer. I mean, he's still really just looking for, you know, that right quarterback. Um, and I think that's the only thing really holding back that roster because the roster is legit, like, you know, from top to bottom, except for that quarterback spot. So if you can ever find an adequate quarterback, you don't have to be the guy. Like, if I don't know how his cast face situation. He may need to go bring Brady back or something. <laughs> man, but, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. He needs to bring Brady think, back. Well, no, because Brady's still like an 80-something, right? Just sitting in free agency. 
Yeah, but his girl power is like it's like eighty four, man. He's got like a noodle arm at this point. Whoa, whoa. But what is what is his quarterback now? Like eighty five? No, no he's 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 oh, I, I'm thinking Hurts uh, is eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay. Yeah, well, he yeah. needs to figure out that uh, that quarterback. And, and 80, 80, 87 is still ass. Yeah, and the big thing is it's costing him a chance potentially to compete in that NFC South. So speaking of somebody that's quarterback might be costing them a chance to compete in their division, we've got the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Colts finally getting on the winning side of things with the final uh, 38 to 28. And I know I was in uh voice channel with uh Cook during this, but I didn't watch it. Um I had the over on uh Trevor Lawrence for two sixty eight. And <laughs> the man first. the man could not throw to save his life. He had two oh one. Um as a real life quarterback, I think uh what uh, KMFO said he might be the, the worst real life quarterback um in the league, uh even though there's two. So Take that with a great salt. I don't know what level he played quarterback up to. So, like, if it was high school, then we can't really just say quarterback, you know? I know. I think he's still currently playing quarterback. I, he yeah, went college. I think he's in college somewhere. And I think he plays quarterback in college. You're talking about T Bandit? Yeah. Mm, I'll ask him. Fuck it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But it's not just his pocket presence that's the issue, as came I would say. He can't make a read, and apparently that Colts defense, uh, who gave up 405, remind you, to JT Daniels and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, was able to hold them to 200 yards. And yeah, I don't. I, this is a tough loss for the Jaguars, especially after beating the Tennessee Titans the week before. Yeah. So the thing about this game is that. It pretty much got played the night before on the advance night, but the game disconnected with two minutes to go. And in that game, the Colts outplayed the Jaguars, but um, Colts were just choking the game, and T-Bandit had the ball with a chance to win it, and then the game DC. So then they played the fresh game, and in this game, um, T-Bandit just came out a little rough. Colts came in a little bit more locked in and seemed like where he wasn't making like some silly mistakes with Richardson or anything like that. Uh, just, you know, relied on that ground attack, did what he needs to do to win, because his passing attack has just not been good this year, so you know, and somebody called him to... a rookie quarterback, once again, a young quarterback. Yeah, uh, it looks like, you know, Jay Johnson Taylor had 26 attempts, Marlon Mack had 10, and Richardson had 8 himself, and it was always a close game, so it wasn't like he was just taking away clock or anything, so, uh, yeah, he had a game plan going in, and it worked, and he also oh, played good defense in that game. I didn't watch. I'm just looking at stats, of course. So I don't know how good, you know, all the reads were. But I will say, T-Bandit hasn't thrown a pick in two games. So it hasn't oh, been fuck. that bad, right? <laughs> throwing like well, eight well, touchdowns well, and no picks, so I don't one know. Of those, one of those was a sim game against the uh, Titans. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. He, so that don't uh, count. All right, never mind then. I don't remember. Right. He played pretty clean against me. I can't. I can't remember. I. I, I was just I, trying to I, have I burned, his back, but I may stand corrected. <laughs> you stand corrected. How <laughs> dare you have his back? Well, speaking of you, you went and played the Kansas City Chiefs. That final score yeah. was twenty-eight to nineteen. It was Talk a good about game, that. bro. It, so, all right. I don't care what nobody says. You know how they talk about like moral victories. I felt good about that game, bro. So listen. So. Every time I played DK, the score was 55-21 to 55-22, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going to see if, if we truly got any any better in there. And I feel like early in the game, I felt like we were we were doing good. Now, of course, we got uh, Kelsey hurt, and we hurt Tyreek Hills. So I'm sure that changed a whole lot. Um, but I seen, like, a shift in his place. Like, he went from throwing the ball to, like, I'm not throwing the ball. You know what I mean? And I think... He could have had like over thirty something carries combined. I'm not sure um, with his running backs, but it went to a real ground heavy attack, which didn't really threaten our defense. But what it did was it kept our offense off the field. And when our offense did get on the field, we went. You know, we had a couple. We we had an interception, which you will love. I can't wait for you to see it enough. Um, thanks to the run to shoot, where I thought my dude was gonna run a streak on the cover two, and he turned on the out route, and I. Was like, bro, just run straight, but I already hit the button, so I threw a pick. 
And then um, I fumbled the ball with uh, Watson trying to, you know, take the hit, fall forward. But um, I feel like it was a good game. I feel like, you know, we're closing the gap to teams in our division, which is, you know, the ultimate goal, right, for us to try to make a playoff push at some point. Um, but we'll see, you know, the next time we play them, which will be in Kansas City. So we won't have that advantage. And I'm sure Tyreek Hill and Kelsey will be back. But Darnell Moss did come back. And he scored a touchdown on the first drive. Got a kick return, right? Or kick well, return. twice. He scored, he scored a touchdown the first drive. Literally the first drive of his game. The second play back, um, he had a deep route for a touchdown. And then he had a kick return for a touchdown. So that was definitely promising to see. And he was uh, used one of the only guys to get suspended that actually uh, sat out directly, which was nice to see. I won't mess, uh, I won't mess it around, bro. <laughs> he was going back week five. I think everybody – who else got – so Joe Mixon got suspended, so did Mike Evans. Um, who else got suspended from last season? Each uh, year. Ty, Justin Ty Jefferson. Um, Dalvin Cook. Ty Johnson, uh, but his was in the playoffs, so he yeah. played two games yeah. and it was cleared. Yeah, Johnson okay, Jefferson okay. got suspended for the Vikings this year, so he should be back this week against the uh, Chargers. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, Evans and Mixon um, both got traded. Yeah. Um, so, back to that Raiders game. I think I think it's more than closed the gap between the Chiefs, where like you know that, that was just a winnable game for the Raiders. I feel like, like it was there by both. Ball yeah, both you guys two. had a lot of chances, and it was just a defensive yeah. battle in the second half. It felt like. Yeah, because he scored like if you guys if you know for those that didn't watch it, it was a two point game, and he scored with like under a minute left to like extend the lead. Um, so we were in the game the whole way, and which is ironic. The game could have came down to that strip sack. We got a strip sack in the end zone, which ended up being a safety for two points. But if he would have just sacked Ooh. him and that went for the strip, we would have took the lead. <laughs> so, but right, so, yeah. it was our fault once again because we got the ball back, and once again, our offense did not score. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the one thing I see about DK that, you know, it, he's 4 and 1, it's all good. But the thing that worries me is when. You know, we take away Tyreek and Kelsey from him. All of a sudden, it's just like a pedestrian attack, and he has to just run the ball to Lindsey. So it's a little worrying, but at the same time, I think uh, I mean that Raiders defense is not, uh, you know, not easy to go against. So it sucks no. for me because I wanted him to throw the ball, and like when yeah. he was throwing it early, is when we was getting the picks, and I was like, all right, cool. And then like once he went to the run, he's throwing the ball. Either you know we're gonna make a play, or you're gonna score quick, and we're gonna get back on offense. We had the ball yeah. for 13 minutes, and like yeah. <laughs> we had the ball for 13 yeah, minutes. Good old run and shoot, run and shoot. Good old run yeah. and shoot. So we had the ball for 13 minutes, and it just didn't leave a lot of room for error on our offensive side, right? Because I mean, yeah. all the little mistakes that we had, like we 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 had a we were in the red zone. We went for it on fourth and one. I don't know if y'all seen that, and I threw a bubble to Wondell Robinson. Yeah, I did. And see he stepped that. out of it. bounds. Yeah. Oh. I was like slightly late, and he just yeah, out. yeah. He just went out of bounds, and then um, we fumbled the ball inside of the ten with Watson, and those you know end up costing us the game uh, when you you know look at it in totality. So I felt good about it. Obviously, we wanted to win. Um, we have a tough you know three game matchup. It was DK, and then we come back against Hype Mike, and then we come back against K Mac. Uh, <laughs> so a tough game. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know I couldn't click on the thing, but I did click on it. So we have minus seven play rec and tackling um, next week uh, for losing that game. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see what Yikes. happens against the Lions. <laughs> Yikes. Jesus. My defense is... dropped. They dropped four overall points. Like my overall dropped four um, going into next week because of that. So, um, you know, moving on from your game, you know, this is a tough loss for you, but you're, only, you're still 3-2. and two. Uh, Moving on to another 3-2 and two team, we had the Miami Dolphins beating the New York Jets 60-24. to 24. Uh, Was this a game that somebody accidentally picked the Jets, or that was last week? Did they play back-to-back -back weeks, or what the hell? It seems like they just played each other. I think they played – no, they played early. 
Oh, yeah, they played week two, and now they're yeah. playing in week five. So, all right. I don't oh. think they play, like, in back-to-back weeks or non-well. But this final score is what you expect from an AFC matchup involving the uh, New York Jets. Um, let's talk about the New York Jets real quick. Uh, do you see – do you – have you seen improvements from A-Rod? Do you see A-Rod figuring – Uh, I, think uh, I, I think he got a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see if he figures it out. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Zach Wilson threw six picks in this game, and that just seems like the average for Zach Wilson, uh, you know, the last two seasons. So um, it's just some – I don't know what it is about his passing style. I, You know, the thing about you know, A-Rod when he calls passing plays is like, he doesn't really seem to try to make, like, find concepts that work. He just calls stock plays and just rocks with it. You know, it'll call quick slant, so just call a play stock. And, like, you know, sometimes when you hot route a play, you just hot route, like, a whole new concept into the play sometimes, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, you, you have a comeback route. All right, I'll just put a drag on, underneath there so you can get a high low between the drag and the comeback or something like that, right? Uh, he, just doesn't, he doesn't really do that. He just calls plays and goes with the flow, and the flow gets you killed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got a call, but yeah. I was just asking. You, guys, you got my You got my question. We ended up getting my question. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a long cycle for him. Um, I think I don't see any improvement. Um, I think I think we could try this again where we uh, put somebody that is uh, you know, quote unquote mismatch in a division. I think we could try this again. I I just don't think A Rod's that guy. Uh, you know, next cycle maybe somebody like HD. Um, somebody like uh, Mally, because it looks like you know a bigger division might get him to play in the best out of him. Yeah, um, maybe somebody like Drama. I um, invite everybody to the AFC North. Uh, maybe somebody like myself, you know, just playing up upper tier competition, kind of gets you up, and you know, certain certain users like that, certain users don't, and. Uh, Looks like A Rod's not that type that uh you know. Yeah, that guy, get, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he, it doesn't seem like he is that guy. Uh, yeah, moving we, on though. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say that like yeah, we put A Rod's the Jets. He's done a lot of good GM moves with the Jets. That's the one thing. Like he he built yeah. the Jets up really quick. So he, he had it. He had a solid team that season two, and it just you know just hasn't translated into wins on the field. It's a, it's a positive and a negative. It's like a double edged sword. There. Like you, <laughs> all of his you, draft picks have hit. You yeah, all of his early draft yeah. picks. His draft picks hit, his free agency hit, he made good yeah, trades, all of that. So what I was going to say is the team build was an A+. Plus. And then, but there's no excuse for why you can't compete on the field. You can't say, I have the Jets. Well, you have the best team in your division or the second best team in your division. So, um, you know, it, there's really no excuse at that point. Um. But moving on, we had the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers playing. The final score was 29-25 in a 14-mile-per-hour rain, wind, rain, or rain game. A rain game. Rain game. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is another aspect that we, we touched on it earlier or hinted at it earlier. Um, another aspect of you live in the rain. Yeah, and you live by the way you build your team. I, I don't have a strong quarterback. And in some key situations where I could extend the drives or, um, you know, open some stuff up for me offensively, J.P. Daniels wasn't able to make the throws necessary. Uh, missed a couple open guys, stalled some drives, and, uh, yeah. And then it leads into, uh, on the other side, too, actually played really well. Um, made some good throws in the rain. Uh, some bad accuracy, accurate throws had one mistake. Actually, could have been two or three. Um, my defense just didn't make plays um, in those situations. But at the end of the day, uh, a solid win from the the Seahawks. Uh, I think it was a good game to watch. I don't know who watched it, but it was it's a really fun game to play because you know we could you could tell we were both thinking, oh, what's the other person doing now? Oh, he's doing this. So, what am I going to do now? Like, it was kind of that type of game. So, I really enjoyed it. Uh, sucks to not come out with the win, but you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. 
Yeah, I didn't see the game, but um, I just know you guys generally playing kind of have a similar style. Um, to yeah. the offense. Um, so I mean, it's always good to see you know you guys messed up with one another. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it was a good game. I just missed it. Yeah, I was. I saw the second half of this game, and I think the Steelers are up by three at a halftime, and that's when JT Daniels was throwing some bad uh, throws and stuff like that, like bad inaccuracy passes. But um, you know, I think the one thing about drama is that you know when it comes to competition that is at his level, at least or close to his level, he usually doesn't beat himself in those games like that. Like you have to take the game from him. That's a credit to yeah. the way he plays. And in this game, Tua, you talk about how efficient he was. So he was. He was playing his brain in the ball, and he was going to force you to, to make those plays. And ultimately, um, the Steelers couldn't to win. So for the Seahawks, you know, like both teams like needed this game, but I think the Seahawks needed it more because uh, going to a two and three hole and then uh, taking the uh, heat from losing to the Steelers after uh, everything else going on the past couple of days, probably not something he wanted. And after the, yeah. after the game, he said, um, you know, screw your uh, scouting and your uh, spreadsheets and whatever the hell. <laughs> So he definitely felt some way after he won the game, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was just a good game though. Like all of the field stuff aside, it was it was a good game, good PML game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, good good overall game. You know, sometimes people are on, people are off. You know, his players made plays, my players didn't. You know, I had a couple. Hey, nah. just, <laughs> Hey, listen, his players made plays, my players didn't. That's how it is, man. You playing the victim card? This feels real code like JT yeah. Daniels didn't make the throws he needed necessary. Mm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I, I, beat, I mm-hmm. had some wide open. You need me to clip it? You need me to clip it in the second half? I had some wide open guys that just all drive because JT Daniels couldn't make the accurate throw in those situations with no pressure. So I don't know what, what you want to say. And then he had, he threw into coverage twice. And got away with. Oh man! Uh, Whoa! Hey! All the all yeah. the excuses. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you uh, open up the book. You what happened? No. Um. The real issue was my red zone offense. Red zone. Uh, his defense locked up. I couldn't score in the red zone. Uh. He capitalized in the red zone. That was basically the difference. And I know uh, Wimmy was talking about uh something off air about you know having a stingy defense and forcing three instead of six and. How could that uh, that could accumulate uh, not only in the game but also in the mind of your opponent? So that stingy really uh, really um, could open up the game for you because I think I think early on I was up thirteen nothing and you know I was feeling good. Oh, you're thirteen Oh yeah, I, I was feeling good about the game and you know he was able to hold me to two straight field goals. So I went uh, nineteen to seven. He was able to score to make it 19-14, so he was right within arm's reach because his defense was able to hold up in the red zone and keep the out of the end. So, um, moving on, then we had the Broncos beating the Lions 47-41. Did anybody watch this game? I know. Uh, I know. Man, the hard- hype, Mike, hype Mike fucking blew the fuck out this game. He was up like 28 nothing at one point. 21 nothing. It was, dude. Oh my god! I can't believe he lost this game. What what happened in this game? Yeah. So early on, I I don't know. K Mac just came into this game cold or what? But he went down twenty one zero in the heat, right? We know we know the way Hag might try to build his team with his defense and all that. And um, those corners and those you know linebackers were getting on him. Okuda had a pick six and almost a pick six at the beginning. But it seemed like after that twenty one zero start, K Mac was like, "All right, I'm not gonna go out like this. Like we're always gonna make this a fight." And this game had some different ebbs and flows. Like, the first quarter was a lot of defense. Second quarter was a lot of offense. Third quarter was more defense. And then the fourth quarter was more offense until the last two minutes where, um, you know, High Mike was up seven with, like, four minutes left, turned the ball over. Uh, K-Mac got a fourth down and goal touchdown. It looked like he almost wasn't going to get it, but he got it. Then High uh, Mike had the ball with a minute to go and missed a field goal to take the lead. Uh, it was like a 57-yard field goal at Austin Cyber. Just hooked to the left a little bit. And then K-Mac threw a pick on the next play to Okuda. Yeah, to Okuda. He got hit. It was a throwout sack. And it was, it was bad. Yeah, so Okuda gets his third pick of the game. And Hype Mike gets another chance to win the game in regulation and doesn't pull through. So then it goes to overtime where Hype Mike gets the ball first. So this is one more shot for his offense to make the play. And... um. 
now, like, obviously, I might got the 21-0 lead, but now he's feeling the pressure from the Broncos' defense, and uh, the pressure ultimately cracked him, where he tried to make a tight window throw to Steven Sims, and he ended up getting picked off. And then the Broncos could have kicked a field goal to win the game, but just went downfield and scored a touchdown. And, and how, did Mike, how did Mike had some dots in that game? Like, he, he had did. several third and, like, 30s. That's just like he converted casually. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Baker yeah. Mayfield has four picks this season, and they all came this game. Wow. Wild. That's a wild thing. Five weeks yeah. in, only four picks. That's, that's and they all came time. against the game. They all came in a game you should have won. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, four picks in a game, you got a 21-0 lead in five minutes. Doesn't sound right. Yeah, I, yeah, and Hype Mike can definitely look at this game like this was his game. Like he should have won this game. He just folded. So, uh, last game but not least, we had the uh, Cincinnati Bengals losing against the Colts Forty Nine. The final score was twenty-eight to twenty-two. Uh, no, did I hear? Him? Uh, he, he's, he's cutting cut out. it out. He's cutting oh, it out. Yeah, it's the yeah. Bengals game. Well, Cin- yeah, the- Cincinnati loses 22-28. Yeah, so this game, uh, I think it was also in the red zone, where, or at least I picked it up in like the second half, where uh, the Bengals were up in this game for most of it. And the Niners made the comeback in the fourth quarter. George Kittle had some big plays for a touchdown. I think there was one point where Ant was up by, like, I think seven. And it was a third and one, and the Bengals needed to get off the field, and he I, he might have ran from it. Either way, he just completely sold out for the run, and Kittle got open for a touchdown. So um, Ant was able to make you know stay poised when he was down. Meanwhile, I think we saw the same from the Bengals, where just like you know, as the game goes on and teams are able to adjust to what he's doing, it, it gets tougher for him to pull these games out and close these games out. So um, it's kind of the same song and dance for the Bengals. And so- I- it's why, you know, they're one and four. They have the chance to be like something like three and two, but they're one and four. Uh, he gets uh he gets Bajan Robinson back next week, so we'll see. He he yeah. says that'll make a difference, but he's already he's already at twenty picks for DJ. Um Yo. You got fifth you get <laughs> you got fifteen more and then um Yeah, I only pointed out because he's superstar, so he did say if he gets to 34, he's going to bench him. So he plans on keeping the superstar, which is, a, you know, obviously that's a smart move um, by him. But um, he he says, I mean, he still he says Robinson will change his thing. And still lose, still lose the dev just from, you know. His, from Madden. His, you could yeah, from Madden, Madden yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he says Bajan will come in and make a difference. So um, I guess I'll see that firsthand because I, I got him. I got him next. So. Yeah. Um it'll be interesting. I am gonna John, look at the best the best rookie in the draft, uh, you know. Overall, yeah, out of anyone. Night. Yeah, out of, after draft night. So I mean there's no doubt in my mind, you know, that he'll do better than, you know, Devin Singletary. <laughs> um it's just, you know, are we gonna see him more diverse attack or not? That's the I think that's the main question, kinda like what Cook is alluding to, you know. So Yeah, so, you're gonna be you're gonna be diverse in PMO. So I wanna spotlight um Debo Samuel, real quick. Um, he made the move to running back. On the season, he's got 31 carries, 120 yards, um, one touchdown, no fumbles. And then he's got 26 receptions, 218 yards, and one touchdown. It, it was Debo sticking because he had doubts. Um, yeah. Debo moving to running back and keeping him there. Was that is that the move or? Should he bite the like 10 good. points and put him back at receiver? Like, do you think he's being productive enough? No, I don't mind him at the running He's back being spot. productive. Yeah, I, and I played against him in preseason, and that just – it was preseason, you know what I mean? But just seeing him, you know, come out the backfield with some of the routes, you could tell it's, it's a huge mismatch, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know how much he's been using it in, in season. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Yeah. and I Well, I just, I just really told you how much he's using it, sir. No, I'm talking about, like <laughs> – Route like how like, often he's looking? Uh, yeah, looking. Well, yeah, well so in this game, which um was, I feel like it was a little, it was, you know, it's a close game. Um, I only looked because Debo Samuel had five carries, thirteen yards, and he had uh four catches for twenty eight yards. Yeah. So it looked like he wasn't too productive. Trey Sermon had thirteen carries, so you know he got the workload. Um, 
So that's why I was curious of what you guys think yeah. of, of Debo being there. And, I think and so it's forth a set, hard thing. To, like, hard. I have um, Lynn Bowden, right, at, at running back now. And it's kind of – I go through the same thing where, like, yeah, you could throw it to him, but then I'm, like, I'm not really utilizing him to his full skill set, right? So I think it's just a mentality change because when you have a guy like Debo, like, theoretically, you can motion him out on any play. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to be cognizant. Like, yo, he just motioned out Debo. So I don't mind him playing that spot. And I think if you get creative and you stick to, you know, developing a plan for him, he could be super dangerous. All right. No, I, I get that. Him playing, though, that's fine. I just think – I don't think Ant he is, is making yeah. the production that he, he really could be. Um, yeah. He doesn't, really have, he doesn't really have another running back either. He's got Trey Sermon, Debo. And on here for rushing attempts is Trey Lance, Hunter Renfro, Carson Wentz has one. Yeah, you um, check. Yeah, you check only has one for minus two, and I honestly, I no, it was not. I was, I think it might have been that game he got stuffed, but I mean, unless I, I just, I'm not, I don't know if that was really the move for him. His, his receivers are moving though, you know. Kittle's got 14 for 288 or 286. Pittman 13 for 271. Ayuk 14 for 247. And then, you know, Debo comes in 26. So he's getting his catches, but I don't think he's getting the yards that he should. He's got 26 catches, 218 yards. And I think throwing the ball to the running back is probably one of the easiest passes. And um, you get the best rack out of there, obviously, but I feel like he's just not getting that production. Um, That's why I asked maybe put him back at receiver, bite the 10 points to move him, and just go go get a halfback that can back up Trey Sermon and you know, just make, I, I'm just trying to find a way that he could be more useful for this 49ers team yeah, or he's in a good spot to win the division. You know, he's sitting at three and two. He's not out of it. Obviously he wasn't out of it last year. You know, what's, what's best for your team rather than Debo being at halfback, just being cool. You know, what's yeah, going to work at the same best? time. It, maybe also the answer is to look for Debo more in those passing plays and just run stuff more that helps Debo out. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, kill the project yet. At least try to make it work with that right. Debo Samuel and thing. just look at your coaching. Go back and watch yeah. your last two, three games, and and see ways that you can do that. Listen, you know, honestly, when I got when I think of stuff, I go to Deloitte. and like Deloitte just said, yeah. motion him out, motion make him things out. for him, come out in plays that you know you're gonna pass, and just motion him out and give him give him a slant, give him a drag, give him a zip route, give him something that's gonna make him be like, oh fuck, he you know he just motioned him out wide. What you know? Where? What am I going to do? Because obviously, when you see five wide, you normally come out in quarters, um, mm-hmm. dime. Normally, you're only rushing three. But if they see that halfback, they're going to rush four. Probably they might even blitz you, thinking it's a run until you motion out. And now you caught them in a quarters or um, a nickel or something like right? that. Because you could change. Like if you have Debo a regular receiver, you could just say, "Hey, go by overall, go by speed, whatever the case may be." Right for your DBs, mm-hmm. you motion them out. That creates that mismatch. Like, he, no matter what line, alignment. He's getting a linebacker or a safety. Yeah. He's not even getting a corner. And, and, you know, safeties are normally zoned. So if you're sitting in zone, you might have a chance. But, like, you get that linebacker on him or you got the safety and man on him, you're you're in trouble. You're not, you know, you're not going to get fucked. But you're in trouble. And Ant just needs to take advantage of making that mismatch and, and taking advantage of um, someone come out, coming out and not ready for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, no, nah, and I think I think that's the point of moving them there is because Debo's a mismatch. So I think he just needs to be a little more creative with it. Like I and think I, I think if you can if you can kind of implement that to where like you just get people thinking that extra second or two, like you you can find mismatches where Debo's being guarded by a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, they either burn a timeout. You can catch them while they're thinking a quick hike them. It's just I, – I said it when he made the move. I don't think Ant is going to use Debo to his full potential, and I think he's halfway there, I think. Um, he's getting his catches. He's getting his runs. You just need to scheme him up a little better like they do um, in, you know, in real life. Normally, he's just getting swing passes out the backfield and makes a move. Like, it's – you just – Ant's got to develop that scheme a little, a little bit more – for him to to take advantage of this. Yeah, I agree. He's sitting at he's sitting at top of the division because he beat drama. He's three and two. Drama's three and two. The Rams have not played yet. They're two and three. And then you got the Cardinals at 0 and three at 0 and four. They're gonna be 0 and five because they play the Eagles. Um Rams take on the Titans. So 
you know, that head-to-head over the Seahawks, he's he's sitting nicely at the top of the NFC West again, like he was last year. Um, until has he played the Rams yet? He has not played the Rams yet, so he'll sit up top. But after next week, he gets the Rams week seven. So that'll that'll take the the division. He plays the Rams twice in three weeks. He's got Rams, Browns, Rams, and then the bye week, and then he plays KMFO. So ooh, that's tough. And he got the Texan next week. Oh fuck! His schedule is not nice to him. It is not kind. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he comes out after KFO. He's got Goose, JT. Then he's got CEO Jack. That's a winnable game. He's got the Seahawks, which he's already proven to beat. He's got Burn, which he can beat. So he he could win up to nine, ten games right now. But this stretch coming: Texans, Rams, Browns, Rams, Eagles. Rip, GGs. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Talk about? Um, there hasn't really been much going on. We're gonna get, we're gonna get Bajan back next week. Um, Titans Rams play at five tonight. Titans Rams play at five. We got some good games left. Actually, JT posted the 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 remaining games. We got uh, Washington Buffalo, great game. I think game of the week. Um, Bears Packers. It could be closer than people think, in my opinion, with Hefe struggling. Eagles, Cardinals, whatever. Chargers, Vikings, with the way Z's playing, who knows how that could go. I think we all expect Z to win. And then you got Titans, Rams at five. So there's some good games left. At least three of the five are very good. Um, so. Yeah. That's pretty much going to do it for us today. Everybody in PMO, have a great day. We'll see you next time.